0: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Newsmakers Week with Bickley and Marotta Mornings. One thing we know, the Valley does the big sporting events very well. And there's Mm -hmm. a very big sporting event coming to the Valley. And our next guest and is a big reason why. A big reason why. The president and CEO of the 2024 Men's Final Four host committee, Jay Perry, is with us in studio here during Newsmakers Week. Jay, good to see you. Thanks for coming in. Good morning. Great to be here and love to talk about the Final Four. Uh, let's let let's start here on the countdown. I know you know the exact number. How many days? We you probably are, know the minutes, right? We are 44
1: days away from tip-off of the semifinals at State Farm Stadium on April 6th. It is right here on my home screen <laughs> I've got my ta- countdown clock I I'm Look showing you guys I there know. we Look go 44
0: that. So they put up similar clocks for for I, I think they did it the, the first time the final four was here they put them up in the airport didn't they They do they
1: did and we did it for a Super Bowl and we've got another one up there in Terminal 4 and literally not a week goes by when people say hey I was in the airport and I was coming home and I I saw the countdown clock Yeah I mean, I've heard Can't that from miss it. Co- I've heard that from Coach Hurley at ASU I've heard it from a lot of different people
2: Now uh, so now you've done many Super Bowls we've done one final four already in Glendale what's the difference in preparing for each of those two big events how are they similar how are they different
1: well first we have a great team in Arizona that knows how to roll out the red carpet for these major events right our elected officials our business leaders our Native American leaders our volunteers our tourism industry like we know how to do this what I would say the difference is is with the men's final four we're hosting four fan bases from around the country right so we're gonna have four teams in here we're gonna see them come and descend um, on on Phoenix and on Glendale come early April. April and so just those four fan bases and then also this is a collegiate activity right mm, this is a yeah. collegiate competition and I mean there's nothing more beloved than March Madness yeah I mean right we're just we are just on the cusp of the greatest month of the year
0: Dan mentioned it your experience with the Super Bowl host committee uh, we have had the final four here in, in 2017 but you are not part of that committee I, I'm wondering in your experience your, your maiden voyage in, in this role Jay how much was learned uh, from the first experience? And I got to attend the the Monday championship game and and saw the the, the crowd and it was you know, a very positive experience, but what was learned? What are you applying from that experience to this year's Final Four? Sure, I
1: mean, the event in 2017 was a huge success. I mean, the NCAA say they're pleased with it. The market was incredibly pleased with it. $324 million in economic impact that weekend, as well as so many um, programs that we gave back to the community. So we have a great roadmap from that success in 2017. So our goal with 2024 is how do we elevate it, Mm -hmm. right? How do we make sure we get Get more of our locals involved and so there are so many events surrounding Final Four weekend there's something for everyone and we want to make sure we've got free events and low-cost events and that there's just a ton of excitement and involvement around it
2: yeah and then and and also getting a younger more uh, <laughs> collegiate driven kind of crowd you, you need to have those interactive stuff the you know the basketball hoops and all that kind of stuff I, I remember the first Super Bowl downtown Phoenix wasn't what it is now right. it was much less and and it it probably affected the experience for some your thoughts on on how e- you make it all work where you get a you get an event in Glendale then you've got an epicenter in Phoenix and then you got party time in Old Town how it is all connected it, exactly I mean it is such a regional effort and what's great about our region is each one of these
1: areas Glendale Phoenix Scottsdale Tempe Peoria Avondale they all have their own personality and we love to expose our visitors and we expect expect about 80,000 visitors to come to the Valley for Final Four. We wanna expose them, but it's also a way to introduce our locals, right from around the state. Someone from Glendale is gonna to come to downtown Phoenix to FanFest, or somebody from Scottsdale is gonna go out to the tailgate um, at uh, Glendale State Farm Stadium. So there's just a lot of kind of, you know, I think cross intersection of all these folks. Right,
0: talking with President and CEO of the 2024 Men's Final Four Host Committee, Jay Perry on uh, Newsmakers Week. And you mentioned, um, you know, a, a lot of people will be coming here and a lot of people want to be a part of the event. Not everybody's going to be a part of the basketball at State Farm Stadium. You mentioned the free events, the outside events. Tell us about some of those that people can sure. get involved so in. So
1: starting on April 5th, 5th, that Friday, I mean, it's a four-day celebration for our community. And so we will have Reese's Final Four Friday at State Farm Stadium. That's a free event. You can come down and see the four teams that are participating practice, open practice, um fan interaction as you said Dan um the tailgate area will be activated, uh, you know, giveaways, autographs. I mean, all sorts of things are gonna be happening at the, on that Friday. And then we roll into the Fan Fest at Phoenix Convention Center. And that is super interactive. Again, photos, autographs, ways for kids to participate, families, our snowbirds would love it. Uh, and that is a low cost ticket. And that goes on for four days as well. And then the Music Fest is at Hans Park. And so we'll see, you know, all of our Valley residents and locals and, and visitors, come on down to Hans Power pa- for what's going to be A-level talent. And I can't sneak peek you guys Aww. today. I know you want to know, but in early <laughs> April, those acts will be announced
2: and we're really looking forward to that. Oh, I can't wait to hear about this. Right? Uh, all right, now the, the Final Four Dribble event is that this is a really cool concept, right? Where so cool. you're just getting hundreds, if not thousands of kids dribbling basketballs through the streets of downtown Phoenix on the Sunday in between the semis and the championship game, right?
1: Exactly. And so we are right now taking registrations. It's free. You just have to be 18 years of age or younger. You get a free basketball, a free t-shirt. You come down on Sunday. You dribble the ball about 0.7 miles through the streets of Phoenix, end up at FanFest, and That's get free entry into FanFest.
2: I mean, it's a sight to behold. I think it's going to be one of my favorite events. Yeah, I can imagine if I were less than eight, I'd be all over that back in the day. That's the kind of thing that, I mean, who wouldn't want to dribble a basketball through streets of downtown. I mean, who wouldn't? Streets are roped off, closed off, and you're like... You're just, yeah, you're suddenly like a Harlem Globetrotter. So,
0: you're still very youthful looking, Vic. I well, think you're gonna pull this off. Yeah, right. he's got well, the, yeah, he's I swear it. I'm 18. He's
1: got the hair for it. I got it. the hair for it, that's about so, it. So I have to I have to put in a plug, go to phoenixfinalfour.com mm-hmm. and sign up today. Sign your there kids you up. Yeah. You get to go with them, right, as their parent or their guardian. It's really gonna be an incredible uh, listen, event. Listen,
2: when I write about it, I'm like, that is a, that's, that's a really cool event. I yeah. can't imagine a parent and a kid and a child who wouldn't want to be part of that. Yeah. And I didn't even know, I, so you don't even have to bring your own basketball. No, no, you pick it up there. Again, wow. you're going to
1: get a free t-shirt. There's not a better offer in town. No, That's pretty good. Uh, it's pretty Jay, good. You,
0: you mentioned the economic impact last time around in 2017, over $324 million for a weekend, which is an um, amazing impact. And I assume the numbers are going to be north of that this time around. But also I wanted to ask you about Uh, The charitable side of, of things and the impact that the final four can bring to the local communities on that front
1: You know as a local organizing committee We do have many goals for the men's final four certainly one is generating that economic impact Which happens through tourism as well as economic development and bringing businesses to the valley when we can just showcase Arizona and everything we have to offer but as important is that community give back and that community impact because we do wanna make sure we're leaving a lasting legacy after the games are played. Mm-hmm. And and that means getting our locals involved, but really giving back to programs that need <clears throat> a leg up and after the Final Four, they'll be stronger in our community. Um, one example and one of my favorites, if I can talk about read of the Final sure. Four. Yeah. It's happening right now. We have over 15,000 third graders around the state of Arizona reading in the Read to the Final Four competition. And what I can tell you is reading at the third grade level is really important for future success with their studies, as well as just in life. And so we've got these third graders reading. It's a bracket-style competition. And so we're announcing the top schools. We will end up on that Final Four Friday with the top four schools that have done you know reading for the past several weeks. Um, We're going to crown a champion. They're going to get out to State Farm Stadium and be recognized on court. Um, And the kids, the stories I'm hearing, I mean, it gives me a chill because the kids are so excited about reading.
2: Yeah, that's that's incredible. All right, real quick, we just got a few seconds left. Uh, After this is over, what's next? now? Because I, there's no Super Bowls on the horizon. What's next for us? You
1: know, for us, our goal is to do a really good job of the men's Final Four, right? Like, I take a coaching tip, which is win the game you're in. <laughs> that is the best advice somebody gave me. That's great. And so we're going to win this one and then we're going to be in the regular rotation, right? For the yeah. next Super Bowl. We've got women's Final Four in 2026. We've okay, got WNBA right. All-Star. We got it going on we in Arizona, you guys. Right.
0: Uh, PhoenixFinalFour.com <laughs> is the Website to get all the information. 44 days. Sign up. Jay Perry, thanks so much for being here. Best of luck with this uh, huge event.
1: Thank you all. Really appreciate the Thank support you Jay. from
0: everyone. Uh, president, CEO of the 2024 Men's Final Four host committee, Jay Perry, joining us for part of Newsmakers Week, which continues. We turn our focus to racing next. We'll be joined by the president of Phoenix Raceway, Latasha Causey, here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local
2: sports leader. Newsmakers Week with Bickley and Murata Mornings.
0: Newsmakers Week continues here on Bickley and Murata Mornings as we are in a jam-packed day three. Joining us to uh, cap off our guest list for this Thursday, the president of Phoenix Raceway. Uh, Latasha Causey back uh, for a second visit <laughs> with us here on Newsmakers Week. Latasha, thanks for coming in.
3: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Uh, we just talked to Jay Perry, who's 44 days away from uh, you know the Final Four happening mm-hmm. in, yes. in Glendale. You've got a big event coming out the uh, the spring NASCAR race is uh, is is on tap. Tell us all about it.
3: Yes, absolutely. We are uh, back at it again uh, on March 8th through the 10th. Uh, back out at Phoenix Raceway for our spring race. Uh, we have so much going on out there and uh, I feel like we were just in championship weekend in November and here we are back again in March so we're, we're moving and shaking going going fast at the raceway and yes,
2: there's yes. always there's always a lot more excitement though when you come out of Daytona 500 and I know the people in Daytona people think that might have been sort of uh, an anticlimactic finish to that yeah. race if you will but but you can there's some tailwind every time coming out of that race that's going to benefit your event right oh
3: absolutely 100% there's only I mean of course uh, the weather uh, wasn't on our side actually the weather hasn't been on our side since the season started. you It started with the clash in L.A. It was raining there. We had oh, to move the right. race up um, a whole day there. And then uh, being a day late uh, for the Daytona 500, but we still uh, were able to get the racing in. And like you said, I mean, it just it sets the momentum for the season. Uh, we are praying for only sunshine in Arizona uh, mm-hmm. to keep to keep the season moving.
0: Well, we're talking with Latasha Causey, the president of Phoenix Raceway here on uh, Newsmakers Week. And you mentioned the schedule coming out of championship weekend in the fall. Quick turnaround, but... For you personally, for your staff, how much time do you take just to, to take a deep breath and reset before you yeah. get back into into mode?
3: Yes, well, you know, uh, when la- when we wrapped up last March, we were already working on this March. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's a it's a it's definitely a year-long process, and we took a little bit of time off uh, during the holidays, but what we wanna do is we wanna make sure that we're um, continuously being creative, keeping our mind going, so that we uh, have phenomenal fan experiences, um, so that our fans wanna keep coming back.
2: Yeah, the facility and the track, the, the improvements and the upgrades have been fantastic. What uh, what are some of the things that are going to be available to race fans this time yes, around?
3: Yes, absolutely. Well, we have a few things. Uh, one, we have a new and improved NASCAR experience. And so for all fans, um, both a kid zone as well as a NASCAR uh, racing experience space where we have a ton of Q and A's and all of those types of things going on. Uh, this year for our first time for our spring race, we're gonna do a Viva Fiesta um, location uh, where we will um, celebrate the Hispanic culture, the Latin culture, uh, we will have have a full, all weekend, there will be programming going on, like Lucho Libre, um, a few uh, concerts that will be going on, a DJ. I'm a whole vibe. You always got to have a DJ with me. Um, so we will we, we will we will, have that going on at the Raceway. And to be honest, you guys know our campers come in starting on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still have our partnership with Walmart for our campers. Um, so we will have a whole grocery store out there on Thursday. We'll That's have, cool. Yeah, we'll have Causey's Cookout on Thursday. Again, I told you guys I'm wow. a vibe. So You are a vibe. Food and DJ, um, we, you can't go wrong. And it'll oh, be right a, a right DJ front of at ball. the cookout. Yes, okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, yeah. a DJ Come at on, the cookout. she's all
3: about the vibe, man. Yes, you gotta have that. So we just have so many really um, cool things uh, going on. And uh, and if you will, one one more thing that we're doing uh, for the first time is we'll have STEM Day uh, going on at the Raceway, which would be the Thursday before. Uh, we'll have about 500 kids out at Phoenix Raceway.
0: Very cool. Oh, well, we're talking with Latasha Causey, president of Phoenix Raceway. I wanted to uh, pump, pump you up a little bit. Oh. (laughs) About an award you won last fall uh, from the Women in Sports Events, uh, Arizona. They gave you the honor as the Inspiring Sports Executive of the Year Award. For somebody who's got... Uh, obviously, longtime ties in Arizona and in this position. What did that honor mean to you?
3: Uh, honestly, it was just so humbling. I am not kidding you guys. I received an email about that and I thought it was a like a spam. You know, like somebody's always trying to get you to like, you know, sign up for something or like pay for something. And I kept getting the email and they're like, no, this is real. And so I was like, <laughs> oh my God, you guys, I just started uh, in sports and I could not be um, truly more grateful. Uh, it truly was humbling. You know, it's, it is fast. I talked about that. This year has gone by really, really quick. And I'm I'm out there just doing as much as I can um, for our community with my team uh, and to learn the sport as much as I can as well. And so to be recognized already, uh, honestly, I, 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 you know, in the moment, I'm like, I don't even know that I'm deserving of this uh, amazing award. There's so many amazing women in the room um, being recognized as well and have been over the years. Uh,
2: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, That's also interesting. So I'm curious as a native, what, what did you learn now that you're fully immersed in this sport? What did you learn about? the sport its fan base the loyalty of it all what what kind of things have you immersed yourself in yes
3: it? so many things I think I spent the last year on the road more than more than at home really so that I could immerse uh, in the sport uh, there's a few things number one there is nothing like a NASCAR fan uh, the loyalty of NASCAR fans is amazing uh, everyone has been so accepting um, of me um, personally professionally all of those types of things from a fan perspective and uh, I, lo- I have gotten to know race car drivers as well as their teams as well. You know, my um, I don't know that I, if I mentioned this last time or this had even happened yet, but during my first few months, you know, Jeff Gordon um, sat down, had lunch with me, took me on a tour um, at Hendrick Motorsports there in North Carolina. I mean, they want to make sure that, you know, the sport um, so that we are all collectively together successful. And so I have just learned so many things. Uh, but the biggest thing is just the amount of uh, really great people that are part of the sport, both internal to NASCAR, race teams and the fans.
0: Latasha Kazi, president of Phoenix Raceway, our guest uh, in studio. Um, Tell us uh, again, uh, the the whole schedule of events coming up uh, for the spring race out at Phoenix Raceway.
3: Yes, absolutely. Um, Well, like I said, we have a few community events going on starting on Thursday, Causey's Cookout going on, campers rolling in on Monday, Uh, then racing starts on Friday. We have the ARCA series on Friday, uh, the Xfinity race. We're um, talking
0: Friday, March 8th.
3: Friday, March 8th. Yep. And then Saturday the 9th, we have the Xfinity race. And then Sunday, we have the Cup race um, as well. And so, uh, again, we will have a full weekend uh, of racing. And uh, throughout the uh, the next couple of weeks, uh, we only I can't believe we only have two weeks, but we will have uh, multiple uh, partnerships going on. You know, the Cactus League is starting up, uh, and we have a few um, games that we're going to be at as well. So if anyone wants to purchase uh, tickets for both any of the Cactus League games as well as some NASCAR ticket packages, they can do that. We do still have uh, some tickets available, but they are going fast. We are uh, headed towards a sellout um, uh, for race week weekend and so uh, again we, we, we hope that we see all of our fans out there you
2: know kind of like the NBA it's it's almost like NASCAR is going now shifting to a new generation of drivers mm-hmm. and, and race teams and we're coming out of the Jimmy Johnson Dale jr. all those guys very popular era but now we've got a new era what, what do you make of it who are some of the names to watch and, and t- your, your thoughts on the future of NASCAR the growth of it yes well where it's going it,
3: it is just that it is growing right and so like you said no matter no matter what no matter what sport you're in you know that- that you have to continuously get young generations and others to replace those that are there. Um, and so, I mean, I think even like a Raja Karuth, um, he, he uh, in De- if uh, for Daytona, he was, uh, he came in second uh, in the truck race. And so I think Raja is a, an amazing up and comer. He spent a lot of time actually here in Arizona, helping us with some community things, just overall a great uh, individual. Um, but like you said, I mean, I think um, collectively um, NASCAR is going in the direction of making sure um, that we are prepared um, for the future and making sure that we have future generations um, so that racing goes for a really long time. And so um, NASCAR has put multiple programs in place. Um, As you know, it's most folks are actually born into racing, right? They've been doing it for a very long time. Um, So how do you get those individuals that weren't born into racing uh, and get the new generation? And so that's really where NASCAR is focused.
0: March 8th, 9th and 10th out of Phoenix raceway full weekend of uh, racing events. Phoenixraceway.com is where to get all the info. Uh, Latasha Causey, president of Phoenix raceway. And yes, Indeed, a vibe. Yes,
3: (laughs) you are a vibe. Definitely. (laughs) Thank you guys for having me. Thanks for
0: coming in. Great to see you again. Best of luck with all the events out there. Thank you. Latasha Causey, our guest here on Newsmakers Week, which continues here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports Poll Question.
2: Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford.
4: We are Bickley and Murata Mornings. Welcome in, everybody. We're going to our website, arizonasports.com, looking at today's poll question about the Coyotes who last night lost their 11th straight game. Big yikes. Uh, to Toronto. So, we are asking of these four options. What is the Coyotes' biggest issue on the ice? Falling behind early in games. Too many penalties, not enough discipline. Connor Ingram's absence. Or a stagnant offense and not taking advantage of
2: power plays. This is a complicated question. It is complicated. I think the one the one uh, commonality during this has been falling behind in the first period. Yep, it has been. But I can also point to Connor Ingram's
0: absence for falling behind. That's Corel uh, Vamelka. Yeah. Vamelka has taken a step backwards this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you lose your top goalie, and you're going to give up those early leads. I'll, I'll go with falling behind early. We brought that up to Andre Turney earlier this week, and mm-hmm. he, he tended to agree with us too. Yeah, uh, it's pretty evenly spread out. For for what is is, what is going wrong with the Coyote? Sign? Nope. No, (laughs) not at all. Four things getting a quarter of a vote.
4: Yeah. Twenty nine percent of our voters say the stagnant offense and not taking advantage of power plays is the biggest issue. Twenty six percent say too many penalties, not enough discipline. Twenty six percent again say falling behind early. Nineteen percent point
0: to Connor Ingram's absence. They just need to go full bull Durham. They need a rain delay. going to make the, uh, Ice rink, melts. the rink flood in Winnipeg <laughs> on Sunday. Thank you, Sarah. No, That's no, today's Sanderson Ford poll question. You can vote on it on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Lee and Murata Mornings social studies. Brought to you by higherprice.com. Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realty. You know what? Just keep keep hold of the wheel there, Sarah. Alright, yeah. let me turn this mic back you, on. You did the latest. You did the poll question. Here we go. Now do some social studies.
4: Fine! Make us laugh, clown! Sarah. Oh wait, that's tomorrow. <laughs> Alright, welcome into social studies. We are on the internet. We are on Instagram at Bickley and Murata. We are also on Twitter slash X at Bickley underscore Murata. Two great follows if I say so myself Uh, this is a really fun question well maybe not fun but a really good question to think about uh, courtesy of Jarrett Carlin on our Twitter slash X account we've been talking about Kevin Durant and his leadership or lack thereof all week long thanks to comments made by uh, Charles Barkley on Sunday so between these two guys whose leadership is more unfairly questioned Kevin Durant or Kyler Murray Ooh.
0: Unfairly. Unfairly questioned, and why? In this instance, I would, I would probably go Durant.
2: Yeah, because, because it, he's comp- what he's accomplished in his career. I, I'm going to go a different way. I'm going to I'm going to agree with you, but for a different reason. Because leadership is required with a quarterback position, yes. not necessarily with any position in the NBA. Mm. Okay. That's a great call. That's perfectly put. Thank you. Yeah. I have my moments.
4: (laughs) That was a good one. 63% of our voters say Kevin Durant. His leadership is more unfairly questioned. Um, 37% are going with Kyler Murray. Ralph Amsden is among those who voted for Durant. He says no one in the NBA carries a team anymore. Kyler's tenure so far has been filled with agent and family-fueled scheming, leak wars, and damage control. Plus, you have the Dan Patrick pre-draft interview, the oh. contract <laughs> stipulation, the sidelight arguments, etc.,
0: not so much last year but up until 2023 there was plenty and as big pointed out in a position where leadership is part of the job description there was plenty of reason to question that 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 uh, aspect of Kyler Murray's yeah game, absolutely if you will
4: MC Rennan Stimpy says Kyler's leadership is more unfairly questioned the quarterback takes on the brunt of all of the good and bad, and Kyler has always been viewed as an immature and terrible leader, even though he has shown he can be a good leader. And then, last one for this question uh, let's go with Dutch. Kevin Durant has a ring and is one of the greatest NBA players of all time. Kyler doesn't even have a winning record. And he always falls apart after midseason when the lights are bright, Kyler disappears and a lot of fans wouldn't mind drafting a quarterback this year, says
2: Dutch. I don't know about a lot. I know yeah, there's still sure some. I don't know if a lot's the right word, but but he is right that when the Cardinals get back to the postseason, it, it, there's going to be pressure on him because his one playoff game was calamitous. Yeah, calamitous, yeah. I say. <laughs> Abysmal. Horrific. A
0: Travis and mockery. <laughs> Not good. Not that too.
4: <laughs> okay, let's get to the topic of spring training. Uh, we were talking this morning about today being the official start of Cactus League play. Tomorrow, the Diamondbacks will be in action, so we'll talk more about it then. Uh, but we're asking for the best part of spring training in the Cactus League and also something that you would like to see change?
2: Oh, um, You were talking about ticket yeah, prices listen, earlier. I, I, yeah, I, I, and this is, really, this is really something to me because I remember back in the day when spring training was much more intimate and much more affordable. Yeah. And, and the affordability thing is bigger to me than the intimacy thing. You can spend more going to a spring training game than can. you can to a regular season game now. In fact, I did last and it, year. Right. And it's insanity. And yet. What do you do when the demand is there for tourism? Again, uh, let's get back to what what we're all wanting. If you live here full time, you get a card. It gets you discounts on everything, including spring trading baseball games. Did you guys pitch that to Bridget? No, poker. we didn't. It didn't dawn
0: on us until after she left. Shoot!
2: It, yeah, it's, come back in studio. Right? I would love right. that too. I, but again, it's it's it, the people who run the Cactus League. It's a business, it and is. you've got all this demand, and you've got people who are going to pay whatever you want to charge them to go to these games. As a business, what do you do? Do you go? No, let's keep it affordable, like it used to be. You'd love
0: that to nobody, happen, oh, but nobody, nobody, nobody acts that. like that. Yeah. And and. and it is. It has become an issue. I heard from fans after that interview yesterday yeah, with Richard Fitzbacher, who said, I, "I don't go to games anymore because it's that's too expensive." I get it. That's your prerogative as a consumer, but to single out the Cactus League on the cost of it seems disingenuous because I really want to go back to five cent chicken wings too at the sports bar. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Instead of two dollar chicken wings, I'm talking about one. I mean, what? <laughs> depending on where you, that
2: going. better be a big chicken wing.
0: <laughs> But it'd be a big chicken. All right. <laughs> so, definitely over a dollar apiece for a chicken wing. So, Ooh,
2: yeah, so yeah. So so that's, that's what sick. I would change. Uh, and what do I still love about it? Uh, the vibe. It's it, it there's great. Just, the, it's, it's,
0: yeah. the intimacy of it is still tremendous.
2: It's, it's still intimate. It's maybe not what you once had, but it's still very, very, very tremendous. And I would like to pass a rule,
0: too. They should make night games illegal during spring training. Oh, I love that. There's yes. way too many night games in Cactus great, League Play. Great, great And they do it because of TV. Yeah.
4: All right, getting to our listener replies, what they love and what they would change about spring training, Matthew Warwick says, what is better than sitting on a lawn with a hot dog and a beer? I don't think there's or maybe anything. maybe five. Five. <laughs> He says, one thing to change, though, why are there so many people here? Don't you have jobs? Do you have homes? Homes? People have homes. That's what he (laughs) wrote.
0: It is interesting. Like, on any given day, there's probably 60,000 people attending spring training games or so. Yeah. When you think about that, and that lasts for a month. And then when you think about the attendance for D backs games throughout this, you know, a lot of the season, mm. it's funny how it doesn't translate. Well, I'm telling you, the first month at Chase Field is going to be very high attendance. For yeah. Games. Yeah. Yes. A lot of it is based yes. on the, the buzz about the D backs. And the opponents, the yeah. opponents yeah. coming yeah. in are very yes. right. Well, and
2: well, and listen, can the D backs keep and, their attention? And that's another reason why the Suns have to have an extended postseason because this is the Diamondbacks are, you know, kind of taking over.
0: The reverse of usual. Yes. Usually the Dimebacks are like, sons, last as long as you can. So right, this right, is right. the opposite. Please.
4: Yeah. Uh, one or two more replies and then we'll head to break. Favorite thing about spring training and then what we would change. Wiffle ball. Tony says, I miss when it was cheaper, but I love how intimate each venue is. Seldom will you find a bad seat. And this from TC is something I actually didn't know. Because I haven't been to enough of the spring training venues. He says I like how the beer at each ballpark is from all of the cities where the teams come from. Is that so, true, Vinny? Th-
0: this is TC's claim. Why you asking not, me for not it? that? Why are you t- asking me the beer question? Hey <laughs> 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 Um I was not aware of that either. We must but it, but it makes investigate? Sense. It makes sense. Explore? Well yeah. yeah, why wouldn't you? Did they also have hometown glizzies?
4: Stop what? trying to make glizzy happen.
0: That's what the young people call it.
4: I know, and the young people, Jared? Are. No worse. No, no, I was no. gonna say great. somebody who makes a, a reference from the 40s every you yeah. know third yeah. show. You yeah. can't right. then right. claim glizzy. Is it the
0: bee's knees, Jarrett? <laughs> exactly. The cat's pajamas? What? Oh.
2: It's both the cat's oh pajamas and the cat's meow. <laughs> exactly. Is it all hoity toity, Jared? <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. Do I mean, you got to have some more grandpa sayings, and, don't you? Yeah. And I'm sorry, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, we are sorry,
0: Sarah. You social don't say th- it often enough. Thanks, Vince. Th- th- thanks to everybody who uh, participated in social studies today, and always love the crew that does that every day on Exa underscore Murata. Coming up next, some thoughts, recap, reflections of day three of Newsmakers Week. Picly Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
2: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
0: Weekly and Murata, song of the day.
2: Ask
1: me no questions, I will tell you no lies. for what you wish for. We're looking for angels in the darkest
0: night. I think I hijacked it again. Saying that. Brought up a very, very significant sports anniversary today yeah. in this country. What? 44 years. Oh, my God. 44? <laughs> 44, minutes 44, 44 years ago today, oh. the United States men's Olympic hockey team pulled off one of the greatest upsets in the history of competition by beating the Soviet Union in the semifinals of the 1980 Winter Olympics. Miracle on Ice? That's what it's called.
3: Just let me know.
0: So I hijacked it by playing one of my favorite bands. This is Churches. The name of the song is Miracle. Okay. And if you really, really pay close attention to the words... They're singing about the United States Olympic hockey. No, they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. I said off the air to Beck, I said, it's today's the anniversary. Should we bring in Maloney to do the Herb Brooks speech? Can she still oh, recite she the Herb speak. Brooks I, speech? I, I guarantee you she can, but they're probably going to do that on Wolf and Luke today, right? I gotcha. Yeah. Maybe they're saving it for the forty fifth anniversary next year. That's special anniversary. I remember that that night vividly. I was eight years old, but I remember it vividly. It was a Friday night. The game was tape delayed. It wasn't even telecast live. And you heard about it on you know the, the underneath ticker, but I remember watching a Suns game that night. The Suns were on the road playing the Atlanta Hawks that night. I lost a tooth. Wow. And I had a piece of chocolate cake for dessert. I remember. Wow. <laughs> yeah.
2: Wow, that's crazy. That's a crazy great recall. night. That's about night. as good as it gets, yeah. right? Do you remember your experience with the Miracle on Ice? No, not at, know, at, all. at all. Not at all. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I've, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. Miracle. Uh, happy anniversary to the Miracle on Ice team. Today's song of the day Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Craig by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at five hundred yeah. fifty two hundred or sweetjames. Neil
2: Broughton, Neil Broughton. Please
0: don't do Gamble, over the sponsor. That's already McClanahan. been brought
2: in. <laughs> O'Callahan,
0: not McClanahan. Oh, there was a McClanahan and an O'Callahan.
2: I'm sorry, Jerry. Do you want to play it again? No, it's.
0: My,
4: right. That was my boom.
2: Sometimes you can't hold your tongue.
0: Uh, we covered a lot of ground today on uh, Newsmakers Week Day 3. We talked soccer. We talked football, baseball, basketball, and racing all we, on today's show. A- every We've been everywhere. We have. We've been everywhere, man. man. We've been everywhere. Yes. Uh, Monty Austin joined us, 7 o'clock. And, you know, Monty's got a great poker face. He proved that last year during his first draft as the general manager of the Cardinals. Draft was a big topic of discussion during our conversation, but he's not going to let anything out of the bag. No, And he said, hey, we don't want to be at four again. This is not a bad year to be at number four if you're the Arizona Cardinals. Whether you stay there, if everything lines up ahead of you, or whether you move out like the Cardinals did last year, moving out of three, eventually trading back up to six, and getting a pillar of their offensive line maybe for the next decade in Paris Johnson Jr. Um, I get the feeling that Monty Austin Fort really, really enjoys that draft process, especially the day of the first round. Yeah, he, yeah. He shined last year.
2: Yes, and the ability to kind of welcome the madness, the, okay, I've got two minutes, what do you got for me? And to, and to not, like, shrink in that kind of moment and pressure, but to, like, welcome it, that's cool. And so That's good to know, right? right? Yeah. We talked to
0: uh, Derek Hall at the end of the 7 o'clock hour. Had to talk about the stadium issues there and uh, also the television broadcast rights. By the end of the week, he said. Pre- he's hoping. Pretty, uh, we pre- are a Thursday morning, so soon. That is true. I mean, there's not a lot of time because the Diamondbacks do want to get some, some telecast in spring training, so that needs to be finalized. And with Derek saying it with that much confidence... It's probably just a tap-in putt at this point. Would you agree? I love tap-in putts. (laughs) Those are my favorite. That's That's my
2: favorite putt! (laughs) Hey! Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) Is this thing on? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) No, Jarrett, you're our favorite putts. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) No, I prefer the tap-in variety.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jerry Colangelo sounded like he was on Team Get Rid of the All-Star Game. Yes, yes. Drastically. A lot of members of that team. And I had no idea Jerry hated the three-point
2: shot that much. Doesn't hate it. Has anybody called you Oi Rogers in public after your sports cabal last Friday? We have gotten a few comments on Instagram. Yo, yeah. you almost killed Vinny with that joke. Well, I'll try harder next time. Oi Rogers. <laughs> 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 that was funny. That's gonna do it for
0: us. Please do. That's gonna do it for us on this Thursday. We're back tomorrow. Wolf and Luke are up next. Have a great day.